0: welcome to the teacher fit podcast on today's episode we are privileged to have dr ryan jackson executive principal and founder of the fit leaders movement welcome to the teacher fit podcast very excited today for this episode many of you already know the gentleman that we have on today but those of you that don't we've got dr ryan jackson on the show today, the founder of Fit Leaders and just inspirational guy, an influencer on the social media platforms. That's probably where you've seen him, but fortunate to have him on, tell his story and then talk about where his movement Fit Leaders is going. Dr. Jay, welcome to the show.
1: Man, honored, buddy. Thank you for having me and uh, just in-
0: inspired by all of it, man. Thank you yeah, man, definitely inspired by you as well. I definitely want to start with uh, sharing your your journey, your personal story, kind of where you were. and, well, let's start with where are you at in education? Kind of where'd you start and then now where are you in education?
1: Sure. I was one of those, um, you know I was one of those educators who uh, backdoored their way into the profession, you know, meaning that I started out as a um, as a film producer. Um, who produced a feature film in 2004, sold that, lived in Los Angeles briefly, and came back to Nashville to still try to make a go of it, did a couple of short films, writing, producing. And really, man, um, truth be told, around 2007, 2008, when the recession was looming, I was working as a copywriter and um, I was tutoring a couple of kids um, in order to to get a discount on on my haircuts. And just fell in love with the connections, fell in love with the process. So I'm, I'm tutoring these kids on how to be better writers as a side hustle and saw this recession on the horizon, took the English language content knowledge praxis test. And then, you know, just an in, in epiphany of sorts, I'm sitting in a cafe and there was a newspaper article front page spread with this big headline, hard to fill schools offering combat pay. And man, it just piqued my interest. Not not only a crazy title, but it featured this school, Maplewood High School, and um, literally called that principal that day. She sets up an inter- interview for me the next day. I take that interview and, um, and essentially convince her that I can do the job at hand, which was teaching kids, inner city kids, how to write um, to prepare them for the TCAP writing assessment, junior level English got the job that day started and um worked there for the next 10 years so fell in love with teaching that's amazing and where are you now so transitioned from there did 10 years at maplewood high school which is in east nashville and started out as a teacher you know started the school's first ap lang and comp program revitalized their journalism program called junior level english before transitioning to a dean of students role And then an assistant principal role where I led my own academy of 200 plus students. Um, But it was a school within a school, essentially, before then transferring down to Murray County, Tennessee, where I'm the executive lead principal of the Mount Pleasant Arts Innovation Zone, which is America's pre-K through 12 STEAM campus. So we're a campus concept. We've got three separate buildings, high school, middle elementary school, community center as our hub. And I oversee vision and progress monitoring for all three schools.
0: Well, that's amazing. Uh, definitely a, an interesting concept. I know I personally don't see that much with the campus model and following you on social media and following the school as well. You guys are doing some super cool stuff. Can you share some of the things that are kind of outside the box, whether it be fitness or anything else that you guys are doing? And I think even if someone's just listening for fitness, this could be super cool to share.
1: I'm going to start with just just our most recent one. In fact, I just got done with the meeting before you and I connected um, with a couple of all-star teachers that I've got, a literacy teacher and then my PE teacher. We're doing a new action research study called FitLit. You'll be able to follow this movement, hashtag FitLit. We're going to measure the impact of physical fitness on student achievement. But two, two specificities, we're using our spin class so I'm going to take you back about a year. We partnered with local government and got a grant to bring in about 29 spin bikes through Murray Regional Health, really to come to combat um, uh, diabetes and, and obesity here in Mount Pleasant. Um, we're leveraging that, though. So we're leveraging our spin classes that are housed in our community center. Kids walk over three days a week from the school to the community center. It's just 100 yards away. And we're going to now tie that to our freshman in English classes. So the freshmen that will be taking their PE classes will be monitoring their, you know, time spent spinning, how many calories they burned, um, things of that nature. So these different metrics. But then we're also measuring that against their Lexile rates as they've been in the program. So we're going to measure the impact of physical fitness on student achievement by using our spin class and Lexile rates. Very excited about that one. On top of that, um, we're in the finishing stages of a tiny house. It's been a multi-year project, transdisciplinary, super cool that we've literally built from the frame up. I'm talking about raw steel that was cut, welded, frame built by students. Um, That's been really cool. Um, We are now also working with city government again because our mechatronic students and our construction and and core content math students are designing a splash pad that we've got a $175,000 grant with the city to build for the kids in Mount Pleasant. The city hasn't had a public pool, man, in over a generation. So we're going to provide a splash pad for the city that the school is really the catalyst for. So those are just three kind of of outside-of-the-box things that we're doing and I'm very proud of.
0: Yeah, I I love all those. Getting kids super involved, not only in health and wellness, but with their hands on things. I think we've seen more and more of those programs gone away for more of the testing-based educational kind of philosophy and getting... Bro, I, I,
1: listen, we struck a deal this summer. I'm really excited to announce this. Um, we've deepened our partnership with a company called BMC Metals, okay? And this is going to be a welding certification pipeline. So oh, we're starting wow. a three-year welding certification program. Our students can start um, as sophomores. So by the time they graduate, man, and they earn you know these 100-plus welding hours, BMC is now willing to commit as partner to hiring these students straight out of high school pro 18 years old, making 40 to $45,000 to start zero student loan. No, you know, no, 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 no student loan, slavery, college debt, shackles, um, truly life changing for our, for our population here. And that is also just another, uh, this kind of hallmark of mine, yeah, I'm I'm big on what we call career and technical education, CTE, vocational ed, construction, welding, you know, um, even our nursing pathways, you know, I've got great work-based learning programs here at the school, so we are kind of an innovator of that, bringing that back in this era of standardization.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Getting getting those kids, your kids, the opportunities to start out with such like. No debt life skills ready to take action in the world is is amazing so I, I commend you for that and I hope more and more people see that example and start to do that and I think you're just setting students up for success in a much bigger way than even sending them to college and you know I went through college luckily I was going to the military but I have so many friends that they have this great degree but nothing to do with it so well man I'm, I'm getting
1: ready to uh, I'm getting ready to set the tone man I'm, next week I'm speaking at the uh, middle Tennessee and industrial association summit or i'm going to speak to you know members from 40 different counties throughout tennessee about what we're doing in mount pleasant and really let this be the the cornerstone you know of our work just to put this on people's radars that there are now there are just now more options for kids than just the four-year college track and um getting
0: people to pay more attention yeah that's great uh, I also have a book for you. You probably have already read it, but they did a lot of the same research with physical activity in the morning in relation to student performance. Oh, Yeah, I've got the book. I think it's called Play. I've got them both on my bookshelf here in the office. I'll grab them and uh, shoot you a photo of them after we talk. Okay. Similar research and the results were out of this world, seeing the difference between students who were physically active in the morning before they went to class. And then even students that were physically active post-class, the ones that went before, stimulate the brain, get activity going, and they're, they were off the charts. So I think you're going to see some amazing things. Right on. I'm sorry. Switching gears, let's talk about kind of your health and wellness journey. Where did it start? Where did you get this burning passion to, I know you do powerlifting and just overall health and wellness. Where did that start? And then how has it progressed you know, since you kind of got, got into it?
1: Um, man, I'll, I'll try to give you the cliff notes. You know, I've, I've always been incredibly competitive, passionate. Uh, you know, I grew up in Evansville, Indiana, man. I I talked about some of this in my, in my Ted talk and plenty of my keynotes, um, grew up in a pretty rough part of Evansville, Indiana. Um, spent a lot of time at the thoroughbred racetrack, man, Ellis Park racetrack and, um, man, just behaviors that I picked up over time versus the career track that I wanted to be on, wanted to get into the movie industry as a senior in undergrad, you know, I raised $40,000 to produce a feature film in Nashville, moved to Nashville, you know, working to sell that film. So raising more money, get to, get to LA, sell the film. It's not life changing money, but striking this deal with James Brown, getting him attached, you know, as a, as a performer to a script that we had written. So things are kind of moving. It's an exciting time in my life. And, and, and just found out kind of the Hollywood mantra, man, regarding trying to get something off the ground. It's hurry up and wait. So you're either waiting for somebody to read a script. You're waiting for, are you going to get financed or not? And, man, I started to self-medicate. I started to drink and drink and drink. So if I'm just being transparent with your viewers, I mean, I, I, I was uh, prior, already predisposed to be an alcoholic. My father died at an early at an early age, you know, just due to a heavy lifestyle So was predisposed, knew of that already, yet it kind of managed it. I mean, until my early twenties and it just, it just gripped me, man. The hooks were in that by the time I was 30 and I was, I was struggling. I was, uh, wasn't quite ready to call myself an alcoholic yet, but, but, but knew I had a problem. Um, you know, went through a divorce like a lot of us have. And it was around that time that, um, that rock bottom moment of sorts where, you know, had a had a friend that I had not given me an opportunity to stay at a condo that he had available that was not furnished, that was not well insulated. Um, and all I had was what was in my car at the time. So I'm sleeping on the floor with this old Navy peacoat as a blanket. And um, it was, you know, if we're going to call that my rock bottom moment, it was there. And it was at that point I was going to Trebekah university at the time to get my doctorate and had access to a gym. Um had not spent much time in the gym up to that point at all. Um, but man, I just went a couple of times and it felt good, you know, and and started using it as a way to spend time. I mean, I was in a low point, man, so I'm just in the gym. I was I started going two times a day at one point. just just ways to fill my time. but but man, I just day by day, you know, progress equals happiness, discipline equals freedom. I just started to feel better, man. And one thing turned into another. I started building healthy habits, routines, okay? Flash forward a little bit, you know, I'm getting serious with my now wife and making bigger life plans. Six years ago, I make a decision to to become sober, man, to, to quit drinking altogether and committed, you know, deep into my commitment to physical fitness. And then three years ago, when I came down to Mount Pleasant, you know, I actually hooked up with uh, Coach Bronson Bradley, who's our PE and football coach here at Mount Pleasant High School, and he really got me into taking my powerlifting more seriously. You know, really watching macros and how I take care of myself in order to live more, maximize my strength. It was around that time, man, that I started fleshing out this Fit Leader's mindset mantra and. You know, my wife was the one who who kind of planted the seed because I was spending a lot of time in the gym, man. I was just—it was my safe haven. It was my sanctuary, right. you know. And and truth be told, man, I'm I'm using that as an avenue to escape these cravings, man. These other habits that I had had. But I'm very tactile, man. So you know, I I speak with my hands. I'm, I'm passionate. You know, I'm a kinesthetic learner. So tactile. I'm touching. I'm grabbing. I needed something to do. Well, you know, drinking is just constantly this. So she and I are having these conversations. So in the gym, for me, it was just this alternative way of movement. And I'm telling my brain that, man, I'm I'm still doing similar movements you're accustomed to. But So that's the psychology behind it. But she's like, you know, you're spending so much time in the gym. Um, Why don't you show people what you're doing? Why don't you talk to people about what you're doing? wasn't really ready, comfortable enough yet to kind of share the depths of my story. But, you know, started a, the Fit Leaders hashtag and and just taking pictures of myself on Instagram in the gym, being that guy, you know, selfies <laughs>
0: and stuff like that.
1: Um, but it was just a way to to share in, in a good hearted way. Hey, here's just a humble guy who's who's trying to make a new life for himself. And he's and he's doing it through physical fitness. And that was truly the origins of Fit Leaders.
0: Yeah, that's a, a such a powerful story from addiction and rock bottom for you to rising up, finding your own avenues to replace that addiction. And the surprising thing is when we look at a lot of elite athletes and people who are just industry changers and game changers and life changers around the world, they have some form of darkness in their past. If you've read the book Relentless that just came out, about a year ago, he talks about the dark side and how it's you how you manage your dark side. It's always there, but what, can you find an avenue for it? Can you replace it with something? And those people that are able to manage it and replace it and use it as a powerful thing to impact others that really change the world. And I think that's exactly what you've done. Is taken you know one kind of obsessive you know behavior and transition to now it's a, a positive outlet, and you're using that outlet to impact others and. It's just an amazing story. I appreciate you sharing and being vulnerable. And you know, a lot of times we're like, oh, I don't want to be that guy and sharing, but if you have a good intent and your intent is to impact others and give other people the right and the permission, I think is what I like to say. Give them permission to do the same as you, take care of themselves, to to get in the gym and lift heavy while they're still being great people and impacting their students. It's just, just a great thing. Talk to me about where Fit Leaders is going, your vision. I know you got ideas, big dreams and ideas, and you're putting some things in place. Where do you see that going?
1: Man, step step two for us right now. We've got a uh, you know we've got a fully functioning website. We're uh, we're an established LLC um, right now. I'm working on I'm, I'm working on securing not only funding but also a site for our Fit Leaders Summit that we look to launch next summer. Um, so the idea right now is is still grassroots. I mean, it's still about creating a wide network of, of educators, of just leaders from all types of industries, but, but specifically educators because there's so much research there about, you know, why educators are leaving the profession, why there's a 50% turnover in leadership in education and the exponential cost of that, you know, on school systems nationwide. So the idea now is still to continue to grow, you know, the professional learning network, the Fit Leaders movement, while also putting certain structures in place. Um, man, I've been, I've been working with a few folks on trying to get some of our supplements in line. And you know, we've hit roadblocks. I mean, being a small LLC, a small company, you know, it, it comes to that at times. But right now, the big, the big push is the summit, the Fit Leader Summit, bringing people nationwide to, uh, to Nashville to meet, greet, learn from other other professionals, you know, other healthcare advocates, health health fitness advocates, and stuff like that. That's the next big step. We've got merch available. You know, we partnered with Teacher Fit, um, and that was that was huge for us because I, I wanted an avenue for people that would come to me. I, I'm not a certified trainer, although I would love to be one day, but I'm not. You know, but people constantly are hitting me up in the DMs, hey, can you help? Can you provide a plan? Can you train? I don't have the time to do that, nor am I even, you know, certified to do that. So I wanted an outlet for all those people that needed that, but that were attracted to the movement and wanting to use the hashtag, the hashtag, but wanted to take it deeper. Boom. We partnered with with, you know, with with teacher fit and, you know, strength to change and what you guys are doing, you know, bottling everything up nicely, kind of a one stop shop, which I think is fantastic. I love it. And um, so that's been a been a big, big fun push for us this summer.
0: Yep. And I I appreciate the partnership and I appreciate everything you've done as far as sharing and all the good things for us on social media. I know we have quite a few people who are members in our program that do both our fitness classes and yoga, but they're they were fit leaders before they were with teacher fit. So I really appreciate that. And I look forward to partnering uh, in the future for sure and hopefully attending the summit and contributing in some way, whatever we can do.
1: Yeah, because I think for you and I, and you and I had even talked about about this before. I mean, ultimately, you know, I think our, our you know a grand goal is is getting movements like Fit Leaders, Teacher Fit, you know, into schools across the country. I mean, we we want to start not only just influencing leaders, but influencing school systems, right? And as we start to showcase and continue to highlight the impact of physical fitness on student achievement, on teacher retention on leadership retention, on efficacy, on collective efficacy. So, you know, uplifting whole staffs, you know, in terms of physical fitness. I mean, I think there's just so many benefits, man. There's so much value, I think, as we continue to grow this. And I've got now a superintendents chain that are really following fit leaders. So it's it's a movement that has exploded from the ground up. You know, teachers, principals, superintendents, you know, parents, industry leaders, It's it's an exciting time right now. We're just, I've never been in a rush. I mean, I'm still a, I'm still a principal by day, man. I love what I do. I love educating children. I love leading my staff. So
0: juggling a few things. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's the same battle. We all, we all do is we're juggling different things, but I agree. I mean, the movement is rolling and I think more and more people every day are seeing like, Oh, I see what they're doing. Like I want to be a part of that. And I think it's just going to continue to go and with your passion behind it, it's it's gonna do amazing things and I'm excited to be a part of it. Give me give me two tips that a leader, we haven't done many uh principles, a principal can do to take action for themselves, number one, and then for their staff to get them excited in this new year to turn over a new leaf and be a healthier, happier version of themselves.
1: Man, two tips. You know,
0: start small.
1: Progress equals happiness. Um, I I see so many people just quit before they really get going because they've either set too high of an expectation or or we, we fall we we fall into the trap of comparisons. You know, that's why it's about chasing excellence. It's about your journey. You need to set these small micro goals and, and just if you, if you derail man, get back on the track. That's called entropy. It's a very, it's a law of nature. Entropy is going to happen. So, you know, if you, you didn't, I didn't go for a week, man. That's fine. Just go again this week. If you can get in the gym two to three times a week, if you can run, walk, yoga, stretch, CrossFit, whatever it is, two to three times a week, not everybody's going to be in there six days a week. Like some of them who are nuts like me do. Right. But just a couple of times a week to start. I think you can start to see that, my, that, that progress. My second piece is going to be, you know, I, I was saying, you know, discipline equals freedom. So if progress equals happiness, then discipline equals freedom. You're not always going to be motivated. Sometimes you're going to look at things on social media and actually be disgusted by it because you're falling into that comparison trap. That's when discipline kicks in. You have got to figure out a way to create habits, routines that can, that can just establish fostered discipline in your own life. That's been the biggest game changer for me yesterday. I did not want to squeeze in a workout. I had a meeting after work, get home and discipline kicks in. It's not because I was motivated, fired up, not just discipline to get in there and do what I had to do. So progress equals happiness, you know, chase excellence. Quit comparing yourself to other people. This is your journey and your journey alone. That's what's cool about fit leaders though. Although you're on your own journey, you're tracking your own progress, you're sharing your story with us, but you're connecting with us so we can encourage, uplift, support, thumbs up, heart, like, retweet, whatever it takes just to show you, to affirm you, man, that you're in the you're on the right track, headed in the right direction. We're here to help, we're here to support, but we are not here to compare ourselves with each other. So those are my uh Three to four to five big
0: tips. <laughs> no, I, I love them all. Tell me or share where everyone can follow you at. I know you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram. How can people follow you? Man, at Ryan B.
1: Jackson one on on Twitter. Um, my my Instagram name is, is is too hard to even... Actually, I'm at Fit Leaders Founder, man. At Fit Leaders Founder on Instagram. Um, but you can just follow the hashtag Fit Leaders, man. I, I use it so much. I'm probably going to be at the... Uh, the top of that search query. So hashtag fit leaders, you know, fit leaders.com is our website. Check us out. There's some merch on there. We call it accountability merch. You know, grab you a shirt, grab you a hat, and pop that thing on, man. It's just, to me, it's like armor. I put it on, and now it's time to get in there and get ready. You know, a little swag, never hurt anybody. Uh, make sure you connect with us on social media, though, because that's how we can affirm you, uplift you. And, you know, my, my final thing would be. We're trying to destigmatize physical fitness, especially in education. You know about putting yourself out there. You know, self care, put putting yourself first so that you can lead better, live better, lead better is our thing. And and finally, you know, if you're struggling with addiction, man, whatever it is, um, if you don't feel confident or you're not ready yet to publicly tell that journey, man, DM me, reach out. I'm always willing to listen, willing to help, willing to support. And um, that's, that's the least that I can do for those that are seeking help and guidance on
0: this journey. Yeah, I, I appreciate, again, you telling your story, being the leader of this movement, Fit Leaders, and sharing your time with us today. Right on. Mark.
1: Thank you, man.